And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program where you will gain precious insights into today's news and the real future of this world. My friends, what is the truth about divine healing? Oh, I know all about the hoop and holler tent meetings, but I'm talking about actual divine intervention from the God of the Bible to actually heal people. The disease epidemics which Jesus Christ prophesied in your Bible may soon be on the way. What happens when the doctors and hospitals are overwhelmed? These epidemics are coming. What happens when they run out of drugs? What happens when certain disease strains build strong resistance to these wonder drugs? What happens when these drugs become worthless? Will millions of people just simply die? Does the God of the Bible really offer the hope of divine healing, my friends? Is this, in fact, a very neglected part of the gospel, the good news which Jesus Christ preached? Stay tuned. My friends, the real Jesus Christ of the Bible talked about divine healing all the time. It was a vital part of his ministry. Why haven't you heard more about that? Notice what your own Bible says about Jesus' ministry. Go get your Bible if you have one. Please do that. Check up on me. Some of these things may be new to you or you hadn't thought about them in this way. Turn to what your Bible actually says. Turn to Matthew if you have a Bible. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 23. Now Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Healing was a continual part of Christ's ministry. As you read through the Gospels, you just read about it, and he would preach, and he would teach, and he would heal, and he would preach, and teach, and heal, and cast out demons. There were no incurable diseases as far as Jesus Christ was concerned. And one key scripture I'll just refer to here, and you turn to it in your Bible now if you wish to, is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It's part of your Bible. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many scriptures indicate that in these basic ways, God does not change. Christ does not change. He's still alive. He's at God's right hand in heaven. He can heal you today just as easy as he could heal people back then. He's the living head of his true church, and you need to find where that church is, incidentally. Who is doing God's work? Who is preaching the gospel of the kingdom? Who's warning people about this coming great tribulation? And who is healing people? Genuine healings. Turn to Matthew chapter 8 in your Bible now. Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 8 in your Bible and beginning in verse 14. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her. Then she arose and served them. 
when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were sick. Why? Notice, my friends, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. The New Testament shows just before his crucifixion, Christ was scourged a powerful, terrible beating by the Roman authorities that often left a man dead. And the stripes of Jesus Christ in that beating are pictured, his body broken by the bread that is taken at what we call the Passover, or some people call it the Lord's Supper. Do you know what that bread and wine really represent at Passover or Lord's Supper, as some say? That bread is taken before the wine by nearly all professing Christians. Before, why? Because Christ was scourged, terribly beaten, in the early morning hours before Christ was crucified. So he was beaten to pay the penalty of our physical sins, our mistakes, our terrible carelessness with the bodies God has given us, and he took that on himself. And then he went out to be crucified, and his body was again damaged and killed, in fact, and the blood gushed out, and the blood of Jesus Christ covers our spiritual sins. Think about it. One is a type of the other. Notice now in chapter 9, which shows that. Turn with me at this point, if you would, to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 and beginning in verse 1. So he got into a boat and crossed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Sins? What does this have to do with healing this paralytic? Notice. And at once some of the scribes said, This man blasphemes. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take of your bed and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. Yes, he gave this power to the 12 apostles. Later we'll see he gave it to 70 others, total of at least 82 people involved. Then later, even Stephen and Philip ordained as deacons had the power to heal and many, many others of God's servants in the New Testament. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still has that power. He can still give that power to his servants if they're faithful. Healing involves forgiveness, and this is part of the good news, the true gospel. Please understand that. Very good news, and we're going to need it as things get worse in this society. And as the prophesied disease epidemics that Jesus prophesied, that the book of Revelation prophesied, and the scriptures in the Old Testament prophesied to come upon God's people at the end, disease epidemics, we can be healed by Christ's stripes. We can be healed by God through Jesus Christ and his suffering if we understand and if we have the faith. Notice back in Matthew chapter 10 now how healing was part of the gospel commission. Matthew chapter 10 and beginning in verse 1. When Jesus had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out 
and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. You say, well, it's, you know, cancer or certain kinds of cancer, lymphatic cancers, incurable. No, it's not, my friends. It's not incurable to the great God who made our bodies, the great God who put the sun and the moon up in the, star, in the sky and all the stars, the great God who created everything. Not difficult for that God when you understand. Think about it. And so he sent them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. It names them. And then that these 12 Jesus sent forth in verse 5 and commanded them saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles or enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. That's the second part. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. That's the third thing they were told to do. Preach the gospel, number one, heal the sick. Number two, cast out demons. Number three, all these things are mentioned again and again and again in your New Testament. These are part of the gospel message, part of the gospel commission. And he gave this to carnal men. They were not even converted yet. They didn't have the Holy Spirit until the day of Pentecost. So understand that. Notice now in Luke, if you would, Luke chapter 10, we have Matthew 10, now Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Turn with me, check up and see this. Verse 1, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. Here were 70 other young men beside the original 12 apostles, 70 of them, 35 teams of two each sent out. And he said, the harvest truly is great. The labors are few, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest that he'll send labors into his harvest. Down in verse uh, 8, he says, Whatever city you enter and they receive you, each such things are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. So they were to preach the kingdom of God and they were to heal the sick. What about the demons? Well, over in verse 17, Verse 17, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They did that. So not just the 12 apostles. Don't say, oh, that was just for the apostles, as some ministers say. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. An additional 70 young men were sent out to heal, and they had power from God. Later, as I said, Stephen and Philip and others Again, my friends, realize that Jesus Christ is always the same. He has that power, and it is his professed followers who have done the changing. Christ has not changed. He is still the healer. God is still the healer. At this point, my friends, I'd like to offer you a free copy of a powerful, fully documented booklet on divine healing. This attractive booklet is entitled, Does God Heal Today? It will be sent absolutely free and without cost of any kind upon your request. This booklet will really answer most of your questions regarding God's promise to heal. Does God Heal Today? explains in detail much more about healing than I'm able to in this brief program. So call now or write us and request your free copy of this vital booklet, Does God Heal Today? Just request the booklet on healing. That's all you need. Call now. 
This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now, my friends, back to our topic, the truth about divine healing. Again, notice Luke 10, where we've just been reading. Luke chapter 10 in your New Testament, in verse 1, Jesus sent out 70 additional young men beside the 12 apostles. They were given the power to heal also. And he tells them, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. Divine healing was a constant part of preaching the gospel. You'll see that over and over. It's not something separated. It's something Jesus did all the time. It's something Peter and James and John and later Paul did all the time. Divine healing is a direct type of the forgiveness of our spiritual sins. So what does this mean, and why do we think that it is, is wrong, some people, then to see a doctor in case we look to God as the ultimate healer? Is it wrong to see a doctor? No, no way. Notice what Jesus Christ actually said. Turn in your Bible. Some people misunderstand this. Turn in your Bible, if you would, back to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 12. Those who are well have no need of a physician. Some of these people were very self-righteous and they thought that they didn't need any help. So he uses this analogy, but the analogy must be based on truth. Jesus never gave an analogy that's wrong. He said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. In other words, those that are sick may need to go to a doctor. And sometimes you do need to go to a doctor to find out what you should do. You don't always have to do what the doctor says. You can look above and beyond the doctor, but many times you should do, ought to do, perhaps must do what the doctor says. If he wants to set your bone or have an operation to say, uh, straighten something out that's been crushed inside your body or whatever, doctors can do things that are absolutely necessary in our society, and we should be thankful for them and ask God to guide them. But above and beyond them, we look to God. God can go way beyond what the doctors can do, and very sincere doctors often realize that. God is the ultimate healer. So you can say, God, I'm going to a doctor to do my part to find out what's wrong, and if I'm breaking some physical law or need to do this or that, I'll try to do what I should do. But I'm looking to you uh, beyond the medical profession, beyond the chiropractors, beyond whoever else you may go to, and ask you to intervene and apply the stripes of Jesus to my body and heal me. My God, heal me. You're my father. You're my healer. 
If we do that, my friends, we're going to get healings more than most of you have ever experienced. We need to rebuild the attitude of faith and the attitude of looking to God as our healer that's been lost to most of mainstream Christianity. That's an important truth that's been very, very neglected. Turn back to James chapter 5. James chapter 5 now, if you would. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. Nearly all of our ministers that I work with carry a little vial of olive oil as a type of God's Holy Spirit. It symbolizes God's healing power. The oil can't heal. It's simply a reminder, a symbol of God's Holy Spirit. So anointing him with oil in the name and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Sometimes that involves spiritual sins that may have been committed and also physical mistakes and carelessness with our bodies. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Notice that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That is God's promise. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man And my friends, we send out anointed cloths today as we're done in the apostles' times. And we know that, that that is God's will because Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll find back here in Acts chapter 19. Turn here now, Acts 19, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs, little tiny cut pieces of of cloth, were brought from his body to the sick And diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And I want you to know that we also, in this work, send out anointed claws. So if you want an anointed claws, simply call the toll-free number and mention that. Or best of all, write us. Write us a letter at the address given and request an anointed claws. Tell us what's wrong, and we will pray over this cloth and ask God to heal you. Thousands have been healed according to their faith, my friends. I've seen that. And I'm not some wild-eyed preacher that screams and hollers and makes up stories. Most of you know that we're not into that at all in this work of God. When I was first being called a real conversion at age 19 and 20 to really be converted and to be conquered by God and do what God said, I learned about healing for the first time. I asked the minister to anoint me with oil, and he did, and he prayed such a fervent prayer, I just knew I was to be healed. But I wasn't healed for weeks, and a few weeks or a few months later, suddenly, I woke up and I had these warts all over my hands, really awful warts that bothered me, and they'd get hurt or bleeding when things were, when I'd bang and work or something. And one morning, as I got up, I'd check them every morning in my college dormitory, were they gone? And they weren't gone at all, normally. Finally, one morning, I woke up and looked at my hands, and they were completely gone. They had been the healthiest warts west of the Mississippi, as I used to say. I took a razor blade and tried to cut them out. I, I, I used, all, uh, I used uh, lemon juice on them. My mother got afraid I'd, I'd get injured myself, so she had me go to the doctor. He used an electric needle. All these things, years before, I had the healthiest warts around. They wouldn't leave. After the anointing, they just disappeared. My feet hit the floor. I woke up, 
And I, you know, being human, I kind of looked under the bed sheets, and then I looked under the bed. Where did the warts go? I didn't know. They were just gone. I guess God vaporized them immediately over one night. God took them away. Years later, on a visiting tour out in Kansas, my friend and I from the college visited a lady, and after we had baptized her, and she wasn't trying to prove anything, she was not a hoop and holler type, she simply said, fellows, I think I should tell you something. You see this arm, and one arm was a slight bit smaller than the other. She said this arm used to be about one-third, one-third the normal size. It just hung there like a rope. And I got an anointed cloth from Mr. Armstrong, Mr. Herbert Armstrong, and he prayed for me and sent this cloth. And after that, this arm began to grow right out. It grew right out. She brought her Protestant friend with her who was not being called to our understanding, but had been her childhood friend. And I said, you knew this lady? She said, yes. You've seen that, that uh, you know, that problem all her life? The, the, the arm just hung there limp? She said, yes. Now it's healed. And she smiled and nodded. She was very moved, very moved. God just healed that woman's arm and it grew right out. The great God does heal, and we need to understand that. So again, my friends, picture the millions who will be literally crying out for help and healing when the disease epidemics really do strike here. Will you have the understanding and the faith to be healed? Can you help your loved ones to really understand this matter before disaster strikes? Think about it. Have faith in God. Notice back in Matthew 9, 27, Matthew 9, if you would, at this time. And here we read, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind came to him, and Jesus said, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes. He put his hands on their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. You have to have faith. And that phrase is mentioned again and again. According to your faith. Turn to Mark chapter 4 in your Bible at this point. Mark chapter 4 and beginning in verse 36. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as he was, and little boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep, and they awoke him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Here was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, showing the power of God. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? My friends, most people don't have much faith today. And even after all this time with Jesus, these disciples didn't have faith. They were just astonished that God could intervene in human situations. God can intervene in the natural order for people who have faith. Turn to Romans 10, if you would. Romans 10 and verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you feed on this book and God becomes real to you and you see God's purpose, God's plan, the way God does, 
you will begin to have faith. We all need to truly study and meditate, my friends, on this book. It is the mind of the great God who gives us life and breath. Again, be sure to write or call immediately and request this biblically-based free booklet, Does God Heal Today? This is a wonderful booklet. Within a very few years, you'll be delighted that you'd requested this booklet, this information, before the prophesied disease epidemics began. The God of the Bible is very real. He directly promises divine healing for people of genuine faith. So call now and request your free copy of this truly eye-opening booklet, Does God Heal Today? Just ask for the booklet on healing. That's all you need. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, notice what the inspired Apostle John tells us about answered prayer, certainly including divine healing. Turn in your Bible to 1 John, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22. John writes under inspiration from God, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So we should keep God's commandments, walk in his laws, and honor him in the way we live. If you learn to walk with God, talk with God, trust God, my friends, you will have wonderful answers to your prayers, but you must obey the God of the Bible and put your faith and trust in him. May God inspire each of you to do just that. And then you may be healed and you may be delivered and blessed in many, many different ways as you put your trust in the great God. Again, call us or write us right away and request your copy, your free copy of this absolutely invaluable booklet, Does God Heal Today? And be sure to tune in every week and learn more about God's purpose in the world and in your life. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. You know that. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our guest presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspectives and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.